Today on We Here, the co-creator of Friends is speaking out about the lack of diversity on the show. From Obama to Oprah, celebrities are lending their voices to virtual graduation ceremonies. And Chris Cuomo was caught strutting his stuff in the buff. And of course, Page Six knows why. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my God. We're on Page Six? No. Oh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across Page Six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. First up, Friends has been off the air for a long time, but we're still talking about it. Yeah, well, we've been talking about it a lot because HBO Max, of course, had bought the rights to Friends, so it's going to be streaming on that service. And there was even supposed to be a Friends reunion, right, with all of the cast members coming back, which has been postponed because of the coronavirus pandemic. But now the co-creator of the show, Marta Kaufman, has come out to admit that the show completely lacked diversity. And if she had to do it all over again, she would have made some changes to the show. And she was even in tears talking about it. Right. Over the weekend, ATX, which is a TV festival that's based out of Austin, Texas, Lindsay Kupfer, who's usually on the ground in Austin, has been covering ATX for us for the past few years. Yeah, she's like our Austin correspondent, even Mm -hmm. though she's based in New York. Um, and gets a lot of scoops out of ATX and South by Southwest. You know, this year they had to do something called ATX TV from the couch, you know, a virtual festival. And she appeared on a panel and she talked about wishing she had known then what she knows now in respect to diversity and casting. She said, I wish I knew then what I know today. Sorry, I just wish I knew then what I know now. I would have made very different decisions. I mean, we've always encouraged people of diversity in our company, but I didn't do enough. And now all I can think about is what can I do? What can I do differently? How can I run a show in a new way? And that's something I not only wish I knew when I started show running, but I wish I knew all the way up through last year. Now, in the current state of things, Marta is behind Grace and Frankie, which is a Netflix show, and I believe they have maybe one more season left. So there's still time for her to cast a more diverse group of actors and to have more people of color in the writer's room. True. But the thing is that Friends, I mean, whereas Grace and Frankie, which I know you're a fan of, I think, Maggie, you've said you watch the show. (laughs) I am, yeah. It's uh, obviously it's a, a you know more niche show than Friends was, you know, a kind of once or twice in a generational kind of TV cultural iconic touchstone. Maybe the types of things that she could have done on Friends to promote diversity could have had a more of a cultural impact mm-hmm. um, at the time and. I mean, one thing that is interesting is that a lot of people have been posting on Instagram things about not only the George Floyd killing and police brutality and civil rights and social justice, but also kind of diving down into just racism on a sort of pop cultural level. And I had actually noticed one post that caught my attention, which relates to Friends a couple of days ago. A friend of mine had posted images of cast photos of popular shows, you know, from that era. And it is true if you look at, you know, Friends and then you look at Martin, it it was like there were white shows and then there were some black shows. And it was like you just look at the casts of all the shows and 
there were just shows that were, you know, like Friends that were huge hits that just had sort of all white cast. Now, David Schwimmer, in a recent interview, actually addressed the same issue. And he had uh, said in an interview with The Guardian, the British paper, that he had urged the creators of Friends to have his character, Ross, date a woman of color on the show. So I guess at the time, you know, there were voices trying to get the show to be more diverse. Marta Kaufman says, if I had known then what I know now, but it's like, did you really not know then that there were Black people and that this show took place in New York? Yeah. I mean, um, among among the unrealistic things about the show were obviously they were, you know, living in this enormous apartment that they could have <laughs> never afforded. But also beyond that, that it was a world in which only white people existed. Yeah. And I mean, the show has been criticized for the lack of diversity for so long. Do you remember that Jay-Z made a music video that was inspired by Friends, but it was with an all black cast? I believe it was for his song Moonlight. Oh, yeah. I forgot so about that. So it's like... You know, we've been talking about this for a long time, and hopefully going forward, she sees how inclusionary she has to be. Yeah, I mean, it also does seem like bad timing for the show in a way, because even though the show, as I said before, took, you know, was a hit so long ago, it's continued to be this massive juggernaut on streaming TV in reruns, and the, and the rights recently went from... Netflix to HBO mm-hmm. Max with Friends because it's so big. Friends is still within the entertainment industry. It's still a hugely, hugely popular and a really big deal. I mean, the one thing that I'll say, Maggie, and I'm just going to go on the record and say this, I'm finally going to come out and tell the world. And it's something that I've been hiding for so long. And it's just going to feel really liberating to say this is I always hated Friends. Um, I Ian, thought it I, sucked. I knew I liked you from the day I met you because I was also someone who never got down with Friends and only watched it in its entirety as an adult. Yeah, I always hated the show. But the thing about it was you kind of forget that it was so popular. I mean, now it's probably okay to say you don't like Friends, but... And now it's especially okay, even now that the co-creator has admitted that, you know, there are some major flaws with the show. But, like... I remember at the time saying you didn't like Friends was like saying you hated San Francisco. People got really mad. So, for example, like I like L.A. much better than San Francisco. I'm so do I. You know, it's like yeah. So, so but people, if you say that you don't like San Francisco, people get like really, really upset. And if you say you don't like Friends, they get even more angry. So it was an opinion that I just stopped sharing with people, especially at the time at the height of the show's popularity, where mm. I was like, I don't even want to get into saying that I hate Friends because it just the eve it ends up being like getting ugly. But then again, you know. There you go. Maybe I could have made a difference too by telling people (laughs) for all these years that friends sucked. Not only did it suck, it was making the world a worse place. (laughs) And now the secret is out. It's that time of year. It's graduation season. Congrats if you graduated this year. I'm sorry it happened during the global pandemic. Your achievements are still notable and you should still celebrate somehow. 
like by watching a lot of videos of stars delivering commencement speeches. I yeah. think they're great. <laughs> I actually have to say, I felt really bad for the um, graduates of 2020, as I think everybody did. Um, you know, I like a, a, a friend of mine, Ethan, who I have to give a shout out to, he graduated from Harvard. And then it's like, you work so hard, you graduate from Harvard, and then there's no graduation. I think there was actually a virtual graduation in the end. Like there were so many. And I know Conan O'Brien spoke, but I just think that had to be hard just watching your graduation from mm-hmm. home. Um, yeah. But the upside for 2020 grads is that there were all these amazing commencement speakers who you wouldn't otherwise be able to get who were willing to do something because also they didn't have to leave their house. So you did get <laughs> commencement speeches from people like Beyonce. I oh, mean, usually yes. you're not going to get Beyonce at your commencement. Beyonce, yeah. Lady Gaga. Oprah. Oprah. Obama, Michelle and Barack Obama. Tracy Ellis Ross. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Of Maggie Coughlin. Yeah. I have been watching the Beyonce speech on loop because that is so motivational. Next time I need to ride the train and I'm so freaked out by this global pandemic, I'm going to listen to this speech because it just like amps you up. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could listen to a couple seconds of what Beyonce told the 2020 graduates. Please don't ever feel entitled to win. Just keep working harder. Surrender to the cards you are dealt. It's from that surrender that you get your power. Losing can be the best motivator to get you even bigger wins. So never compare yourself to anyone else. Uh, I then, mean, let's not forget Beyonce Homecoming. If you if you want like a little taste of college, get on Netflix and watch that special. It's incredible. I like where you're going <laughs> with that, Maggie. Now, Barack Obama, of course, Barack Obama actually spoke at a number of graduation speeches. And he there was one commencement speech that he made with Michelle Obama. There was one commencement speech he made with LeBron James. There were other commencement speeches he made all over the place. He He was very available. I do have to say, I actually saw Barack Obama speak at a graduation commencement before he was president in 2008 when he spoke at Wesleyan. Um, And so, right, he won the election later that year, but it was in the spring of 2008 when he was still Senator Barack Obama and I remember I, I was there and was just totally blown away by his speech. He stepped in for Ted Kennedy because Ted Kennedy was ill and was supposed to speak at that commencement. And uh, But at the time, it was incredibly special because I think it was, you kind of knew who Barack Obama was, but it wasn't as if you had heard him speak so many times. And it was mm-hmm. just kind of incredibly special. One thing to mention, though, is that some of these commencement speakers, though, weren't speaking at graduations of specific schools, right? Like mm-hmm. like Meghan Markle, for example, spoke at her high school alma mater in L.A. So there were pretty amazing, hard-to-get commencement speakers, although maybe I don't know what she's up to, has to do in L.A. now that she's not really a royal anymore. So I guess she was just available, kind of maybe just driving by, popped in. But um but other speakers spoke at these, like YouTube had a like an address to 2020 grads and like Vogue did their own address to 2020 grads with mm-hmm. Anna Winter and other Vogue editors and Comedy Central did an adult swim one with 
Killer Mike. So some of these commencement speakers were more, I mean, it was an unusual thing where you had sort of brands and tech firms and stuff where they were just this year doing their own mega commencement speech lineups. Like it was like an award show rather than not all of these people spoke at, at a specific school. Yeah. It was like a variety of speakers from all over that you could access on your computer, which is sad and thrilling at the same time. I mean, who doesn't want to hear Beyonce's life advice? She talked about being nominated for Grammys. And although she has won 23, she has lost 46 times and like the weight of that rejection and how it kind of shaped her career and her growth. That's really important for kids to know. Totally. It's like how we here, a page six podcast recently came in second in the New York <laughs> state AP journalism awards. We lost to Newsday. Yeah. And here we are. Podcast called <laughs> Island Ice. Listen, and we're not bitter about it. Island Ice, go on. Cut it up on that ice. <laughs> We just have 45 rejections to go now that we have one <laughs> yeah. loss to Island yeah, yeah. Ice under our belt and um, zero Grammys. My favorite commencement speech, though, personally, was John Waters. Oh, um, yes. Made a commencement speech to the School of Visual Arts in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, he his speech, as you would imagine, was hilarious and macabre, mm. talking about how, you know, if the whole class dies tomorrow, that at least they'll have graduated from school and that they may be the last graduating class ever in history. Maybe you'll hear a couple seconds of that one. What do you do if, God forbid, the art market dries up? Teaching jobs play hooky. Movie theaters don't reopen. Concert halls remain dark and restaurant owners are condemned to a life of carryout. You start over and embrace not working, bumming around like starving artists used to do. Remember? Dirty clothes, hating success, refusing to sell out. Or you create new career opportunities. Before the virus, there used to be a job called prison advocate, where ex-cons taught rich people sentenced to jail how to serve their time. Martha Stewart had a prison advocate. So did Mary Boone. So why not create a new version? A poor advocate. Train the privileged how to do without. By the way, who was your, um, do you remember your college commencement speaker, Maggie? I do. It was Chuck Schumer, (laughs) which is, which is the ultimate. I went to a state school for my undergrad. I went to purchase college. That is, you're really, I said that you're kind of downplaying that. I mean, Chuck Schumer, I went to a state school. I'm trying to think of like a really just a New York state person. I think more like Chuck Schumer could be a speaker outside of New York. I mean, it's like yeah, but I say Chuck it like Schumer this. would be an in-demand speaker. I mean, he's he's a pretty prominent national politician beyond just being a New Yorker. Or like absolutely, you're sort of downplaying it as if it's like only New Yorkers would understand who this person is. Like it was like Crazy Eddie or something. Well, I I tend to think if you're a senator for New York, you know the state school system must have you on speed dial. You know, you're probably right. appearing at state schools all the time. But I say it like that because the year prior, he was also the speaker. And now Chuck Schumer, actually, I live in his neighborhood. So I'm like, oh, uh, Schumer, Schumer, you're everywhere. Yeah, but it's not like you have like the naked cowboy. Right. That would be good. Probably not a lot of words or more yeah. like strumming. But Who was your speaker? My commencement speaker was Ted Turner. And Ooh. I only remember 
one thing, one piece of advice that he gave my graduating class at the commencement speech, which was don't eat after 8 p.m. and you'll lose a lot of weight. It was something that his, his, his it was something that Jane Fonda had told him. Mm. Um, and he stopped eating after 8 p.m. and he said he really lost a lot of weight. So unfortunately, I have not yet taken that advice. Last night at 11 p.m., I think I had three bowls of granola, but I didn't throw chocolate chips and mini marshmallows into it. So I do feel like I have been sometimes in a sad (laughs) way of creating Rocky Road granola, which is one of my pandemic inventions. Mm, Um, Yeah, you eat it at night while you're crying. So what advice would you give if you were called upon to give a commencement speech at this time in history? I'm glad you asked that, Maggie. Class of 2020, my advice to you is in a couple years when you get a job, well, that's how long it took me. But I was from the sort of generation of, remember Slacker? Yeah. You you were probably like an elementary school Slacker. In utero. In utero. (laughs) But anyway, don't be like me in a couple years when you get a job, you're going to buy a bunch of dress shirts mm. and blouses. <laughs> you're going to you're going to want to throw away all those t-shirts, all those college t-shirts you had with like wasted Calvin and Hobbes on them or Mickey like a deadhead Mickey Mouse with a bong. And you're going to think, "I'm never going to wear these anymore. They're all XL shirts." And you're going to throw them away or give them the goodwill. Well, first of all, no one wants those t-shirts, but you should keep them because in a number of years, like I wish that I had all of those ridiculous t-shirts. I want my college t-shirts back. What's your advice to the class of 2020? I mean, my advice to the class of 2020 is the same advice I give a lot of people. Two things. One, just because it zips doesn't mean it fits. Two. Oh, Everyone should be in therapy. doesn't matter. You need somebody to talk to. That's it, really. That, those are the two episodes by which I live my life. <laughs> that is good advice. If you think you've seen enough of Chris Cuomo, think again. Because Page Six has discovered that the CNN anchor has been strutting his stuff in the buff. That's right. He has been spotted naked on Instagram. Yeah, I guess maybe this was one of his cures for coronavirus was walking around his Hamptons home nude. How did he get caught naked so, with his how, I should say how did he get caught with his pants down and his shirt off? All of it down and off. Uh, we don't know if his socks were on. Yeah, true. Couldn't see his ankles. So, you know Chris Cuomo's wife Christina She was hosting a yoga session on social media, and as she was hitting her poses, you could see him behind her through glass doors, you know, just kind of bopping around stark naked. Yeah, she's like, so Chris and Christina Cuomo have been in the news quite a bit, right, because during the pandemic, they both had coronavirus he was going on his cnn show kind of every night talking to his brother governor andrew cuomo about mm-hmm. his condition mm-hmm. and he apparently had coronavirus remember it was so bad he was shaking so hard he chipped a tooth Oof. 
Then he got involved in that controversy where he was seen outside, right? On in his the Hamptons. Lawn in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And a uh, a guy biking by started yelling at him for being outside and said that if his coronavirus situation was so bad, why shouldn't he just be in quarantine? And then there were those images of him emerging from quarantine that we talked about where he came out of his triumphantly emerged from the basement. Mm-hmm. Now he's just walking around naked. I guess he's just feeling I mean, if better. you beat coronavirus, you probably are feeling pretty alive in your own skin. Yeah. And his wife, Christina, remember she, she had posted on some site. I can't remember which one her, her suggested um, remedies for helping her get better sort of wellness remedies during her coronavirus battle. And they were all these kind of very like Gwyneth Paltrow ish things about stuff that most, commoners would not have access to types of expensive um, wellness practices and procedures, right? So she's doing her Hamptons, her Hamptons yoga, and he's just in the background there walking around. Um, I mean, he, he's super like he's in fit. shape. Yeah, he's 49. He's super fit, I guess. Very, very fit there. He has been hitting the yoga poses too. And I, I, I think it's important to point out that Emily Smith who broke this story was working to get to the bottom of it, but reps for Chris and Christina did not respond to multiple calls and emails to confirm it was his derriere we saw. Yeah. In the screen grab that we have, which um, posted online, you can see there's also, so she's kind of in, is that downward dog? I think so. It looks like it. Yeah. You know, I did yoga two times and then I got shingles. So, <laughs> do you think there's a direct relation? <laughs> the thing is, when I did yoga, I I I did yoga like a couple years ago. I was always like, it's so unfair, I can't do. It. And then I was like, I'm going to do yoga. So I was watching videos on YouTube, and after having done it once, I actually kind of understand Gwyneth Paltrow better because after doing <laughs> yoga one time, I was telling everyone about my yoga practice. Wait, I can I can testify because i remember in the early days of we hear a page six podcast you came to a meeting wearing like a white free-flowing shirt i don't know if it was linen there were buttons unbuttoned and you were like i went to hot yoga and it was like oh no yeah Ian has been transfixed by the power of yoga and my I yoga outfit <laughs> yeah so i did that and then i got shingle so yoga i'm the only person in the world who yoga gave shingles but we're gonna get sued by yoga you can't say that (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's a fact i mean i I, well i that's true i can't say yoga gave me shingles but um so christina cuomo i think this is downward dog that she's doing one of the more basic right poses Mm -hmm. and then in the background so then there's like floor-to-ceiling windows she she of course is doing the yoga thing in front of like this amazing floor to ceiling window situation with these beautiful trees outside in their, you know, Hamptons estate. And then just in the background, you just see like a naked dude with his back to the camera. But luckily there's like, there's a, like there's a something, yeah, there's some sort of like pole kind of a thing, like, mm-hmm. or between the windows that's blocking 
you can see these naked, but it's sort of block. We didn't even have to mosaic out or yeah. like put in a black line on the butt crack area. It's like a vertical sensor bar. Just it's like its own vertical sensor bar. And he looks like he's like, he. well, he looks like he's checking his phone. Yeah. By the way, bringing it back to Friends, wasn't there a recurring thing on Friends? A naked guy who lived across the, the street. The naked guy. So this is Chris. We've had a show with Friends and now the naked guy. In the world of We Here, the naked guy turns out to be Chris Cuomo and across the street is in the Hamptons. Now, one thing I can't wait to hear is if he's going to address this on his CNN show. Oh, I hope so. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. Please send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.